The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Chairs No Lighting, episode number 771, The Guitar Player. Two Chairs No Lighting is brought to you each week by the folks over at Weaver's Department Store. That's right, right here at Weaver's, you can drop by and pick up some of the great things they have at Weaver's. Uh, one of them you might want to check out is the Mayberry Man trading cards. If you enjoyed the Mayberry Man movie, or even if you didn't see it, hey, this is a really cool thing to have. It's a whole deck of trading cards, 54 cards in total. Every card has a different picture on it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. They're pictures right from the movie, so head over and check that out. While you're there, you might want to check out Everybody Back on the Truck, a great book about the Dillards, and the definitive Andy Griffith Show reference. Go and check that out while you're there as well over at weaversdepartmentstore.com. Wow. And I want to thank our Patreons and folks who support this podcast. So this week's executive producer for episode number 771 is Jim Sherrill. Our high sheriff of Mayberry is Chris Merrill. And the Patreon patron of the week is Billy Lennox. So thanks to all of you for supporting this podcast and helping me afford to keep it going. (laughs) And thanks to everybody, not just to these three, all of you who have supported me over the years and uh, joined me here on the podcast. Who am I? I'm Alan Newsom, the host of Two Chairs No Waiting. It is great to be here in Mayberry with you, and I hope you're going to enjoy this. We're going to be going through the episode, The Guitar Player. And then we're going to play some trivia. And then we're going to do something kind of fun at the end that it's kind of like trivia, but not quite as hard. And we'll just see how you do and see if you like that or not. We'll, we'll do that as well. So let's go ahead and get started on our episode, I guess. So we'll, we'll go there and I'm going to play a little, just some background music just to give us some backgrounds. All right. So, guys, this is the guitar player. Now, you guys surely know all about this episode and, uh, you know, have seen it. Have, have, yeah, you, you got to know this stuff. I, I just I, I just got to believe it. So this is from the uh, third episode. Now, if you don't know these things, let me just give you a hint here. So if you if you don't know. A lot of the stuff I'm fixing to tell you, some of it's not there, but there is a great site. It's called the Mayberry Historical Society. You can go to mayberry.info, and it'll take you right to it. And when you get there, you can go to, there is a episode guide that you can go to that will take you to, you can look at every episode of the, of the show. All the seasons are there. And all the episodes are there. And you can go and check out The Guitar Player. Now, as I said, The Guitar Player is our third episode of The Andy Griffith Show. I started this year in 2024, kind of trying to, I'm going to try to go through the episodes, not every week go over an episode, but I want to try to start going through them because we are at 771 and I have never 
gone through episode by episode and talked about anything about the episodes. So what I've been doing is I'm pulling up stuff out of the Mayberry Historical Society. I'm also using the definitive Andy Griffith Show reference. Now, this is the hardback version, but you can get the paperback version at Weaver's. Uh, It's the only version I think you can still get, but you can get a version. So if you like the information I give tonight, you might want to pick up one of these books because it's got great information in it like it. Plus, you can look at our websites and pull it out as well. So let's let's get on in here to the uh, guitar player. So we'll first kind of head over and check out uh, the site there at uh, the Mayberry Historical Society. So on it, you'll find information like the guitar player was the third episode filmed as well as the third episode aired. As we go through the series of uh, the Andy Griffith Show, you'll see that episodes were sometimes filmed in one order and then shown in a different order. Uh, One that really comes to mind quickly to me is the one where Gomer Pyle joins the Marine Corps. That episode was filmed very early in that season, uh, but it wasn't shown until the last episode of the season. So that's, that's that's one that really stands out when you're watching them in filmed order rather than aired order because in in the filmed order gomer went off and joined the marine corps and then he was back in town for a while and then just disappeared (laughs) so we know that's not what happened so that's the reason if you look and see that that's that's something for you to to know the original air date was october the 17th 1960 the writers of the guitar player were jack ellison and, and charles stewart and the director was don weiss uh so if you can't remember i'll just give you a short short version of the plot okay so in it andy taylor he helps uh, the guitar player there in town local guy uh, find a job with bobby fleet and his band with the beat and when the when the bobby fleet band arrives uh, for a lunch there in mayberry andy ends up arresting them for parking violations (laughs) and forces them to listen to Jim while they're jailed in the courthouse. You remember that? That's kind of what happens. That's the that's the main thing. Now, I should say that if you like getting actual rundowns of the entire episodes, if, if you would like to do that, if you head over to twochairsnowaiting.com, if you go to the website, if you go there, you'll look at the top, and at the top there's a menu that one of them is Burke on Mayberry. Now, Burke on Mayberry is a, is another podcast uh, about the Andy Griffith Show, and if you go to it, Kevin Burke, uh, Burke on Mayberry, it's, uh, he has been creating episodes uh, that basically every episode is a rundown of an episode of of the Andy Griffith show. So he goes through them and usually they're between, I don't know, six and 10 minutes long. He goes through the entire episode, gives you all kinds of little tidbits and and goes through scene by scene, almost telling you what happens on the episode. So if you, you know, if you enjoy that, if that helps you bring to mind the amazing things that happened on the Andy Griffith show, you can go and check it out. He's on episode numbers, uh, 161, Uh, right now so uh, that would be pretty much the 161st episode of 
the Andy Griffith Show, but he has had a couple of episodes that may have been about something slightly different. But he's somewhere near there with TV or not TV was the name of the episode. And that one is a season five episode of the Andy Griffith Show. So anyway, you can go over there and he has episodes about the guitar player as well. So you can go and hear uh, a full rundown of what happens in the guitar player. That's not what I'm wanting to do tonight. I want to do some stuff that's a little more fun for us all. Because in these episodes, we see the guitar player. I mean, we know them. It it starts off with... uh, uh, Orville Monroe out in front of his funeral parlor. Now, Orville Monroe, uh, this is his first appearance on the on the Andy Griffith Show, and uh, yeah, I, I I know you already know that, or I, I figure you do. But Orville was the you know he ran the funeral parlor, and he had he had more than one job there in Mayberry, but this was his first appearance. And his name is Jonathan Hole. Uh, and he plays Orville Monroe. He's Mayberry's mortician, as I said, and he's also the TV repairman. Uh, and uh, he he made a career out of doing guest appearances on television. He he had a regular role in the 1950 series. It was called Stud Place, Studs Place, as Mister Denby. Uh, he appeared as a guest star on a couple of pilots in the mid and late 1960s, neither of which really led to a series. Other programs on which Hole has appeared include things like The Addams Family, uh, Batman. He was on Batman. That'd be pretty cool. The Big Valley, Dennis the Menace, Green Acre, Kung Fu, The Lucy Show, The Man from Uncle, Maverick, and of course Perry Mason, uh, Petticoat Junction, and Rawhide. Uh, many viewers may remember him in two episodes from the Brady Bunch as well. He appeared in the episode called The Possible Dream in which Cindy uh, gives away Marsha's diary. I don't know if you remember that one. In an episode called Tell It Like It Is, he appears as a photographer, Willie Witherspoon. And the pot, plot involves Carol, Mrs. Brady, writing an article about her family. So he's in two episodes of The Brady Bunch. In movies, he's probably best known in film work. Uh, 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 his best known film would be by director Mike Nichols in 1967's masterpiece, The Graduate. So he was in The Graduate. Uh, it starred Anne Bancroft and, of course, Dustin Hoffman. In 1972, Hole made a film called Till Death although it was not released until 1978. So that's Orville Monroe, guys. Who knew that Orville had such a career? Uh, you know, it, it, I just think it's pretty amazing. And, of course, in that episode, we we meet Jim Lindsay. Now, Jim Lindsay, I'm sure we all know who Jim Lindsay is. He appeared at Mayberry events so often with us, and what a wonderful man he was. James Best himself he stars as jim Lindsay in this episode and uh he he would later reprise the role on episode number 31 the guitar player returns so they, they really worked hard on the names of these two episodes the guitar player and the guitar player returns episode 31 of the series uh he was born on july the 26th 1926 in 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 indiana uh 
He was a male model in his younger days. I don't remember if I knew that part. He was a male model, and he also taught acting. Uh, He had a long career in television and on screen. In the 1950s and early 60s, uh, Best appeared on many dramatic anthology programs like GE Theater, the DuPont Theater. Uh, Among his regular roles, he was Gotcha, Gotch, Gotch, that's his name, in Temple, Houston. That was in 1963 through 64. And he was in some role you might have heard of. He played Sheriff Ross Scoopy Coltrane on Dukes of Hazzard from 1979 to 1985. He's appeared as guest star in countless series, and many of them were Western Westerns. And there's an abbreviated list in this book. Again, I'm, I'm telling you stories out of the definitive guide. Uh, I will give you just a few of his already pared down list because James appeared on everything. He appeared on Alfred Hitchcock Presents, uh, Ben Casey, The Bob Cummings Show, Bonanza, Centennial, Combat, Dan August, Death Valley Days, and guys, the list just continues to go on. The Fugitive, The Green Hornet, Gunsmoke. Uh, I mean, it's just how gun will travel. Uh, if, if it was a show in that time frame, James probably appeared on it. Of course, The Twilight Zone, we know about that. The Rifleman, The Virginian. It, it, it's just really amazing. In 1978, James appeared as the artist Walter Anderson in a PBS special that was called The Islander. Uh, I've never heard of that. Uh, Best, he appeared on several movies made for television, including one called Run, Simon Run, and Savages, a 1974 movie. He was the Sheriff Hamilton in that movie that also had Andy Griffith in it. There you go. Uh, He's in so many other things. I'm I'm not going to try to keep reading uh, Mr. Best's amazing career uh, because, I mean, it really is pages long in this book. Uh, but uh, he, he was an amazing, amazing person. Uh, I will say that in 1978, uh, he was in The End with Burt Reynolds. And then in 1978 again, uh, he was in a movie called Hooper, also with Burt Reynolds. In 1991, the multi-talented James Best wrote and directed and starred in, in the play Hellbent for Good Times. So that's that's as far as it goes. And I will go on to say that James was he was just a, such a nice guy. He appeared at so many different events throughout the years. Uh, one of the events, one of the things he always asked was, could he play a guitar? And if you watch some of my older podcast episodes, there's where he, in his own words, tells the story. Then when people when they ask him, can you play a guitar? He said, I got three guitars. He said, I never said I could play a guitar, but they asked me if I could play a guitar, and I said, I have three guitars. And so they assumed he could actually play. So he did not play the guitar on the episodes. So, well, he pretended to play the guitar, and people who know how to play guitar know uh, know that, know that he was not able to actually play the guitar. so, and you know, one thing you'll notice, uh, odd facts known by a few, the guitar that Jim Lindsay plays throughout the episode is an acoustic guitar, but the music you hear, the sound you hear coming out of that guitar is clearly made by an electric guitar. 
Uh, if you listen closely, you can even hear two guitars playing out in front of the funeral parlor. So that's at least a story from a guitar person. It says that you can hear them there. So I uh, thought that was kind of cool. I uh, didn't know if you guys knew that. But, of course, you know, Andy ended up arresting Jim and having to take him to jail. And there is a, uh, a calendar on the wall in the courthouse when Jim is arrested. And if you look closely, it's in his cell, it's a month of June. But there's actually two, and I don't know if you can, I don't know if I have uh, screenshots of them, but there are two calendars. There's one, if you're looking at him from outside the jail cell and looking into the jail cell, you can see. And another, if you're in the jail cell looking out so that you can see Andy sitting on the outside, there's another one there. So basically over both his left and his right shoulder on two different walls in the courthouse or in the jail cell, there are two different calendars. And by the way, the calendar, at least for sure the one that's on his left, uh, is the month of June. There you go. So... There you go. Just a little bit of trivia for you. Check that out when you're watching an episode and see what you can see. It's it's pretty cool because it's definitely noticeable in the episode that there are two different calendars hanging in that same jail cell. I just that's that's kind of cool. But uh, you know, anyway, it's month of June in in the in there at least on one of the calendars. And <laughs> so, all right. So let's see what else have I got. Uh, another star of this movie or of this episode was Henry Slate. Now Henry Stra- Slate is is uh, Bobby Fleet. Bobby Fleet with his band with the Beat. He's the one that uh, we we meet first. Uh, of course, he's he's getting something to eat. He and the band are getting something to eat there in the uh, restaurant that's basically across the road from the barbershop and the courthouse. Because you can actually see it out the window, so this is uh, this is one of the things people often ask. Things like, were there were the back lots just exteriors only, or did they have interiors as well? Well, in this particular episode, uh, you can see this is actually filmed. Unless they were doing a projection outside of something inside. This was actually filmed inside what would have been Walker's Drugstore in future episodes where this restaurant is located. Uh, but it, you can see people walking and stuff on the back, in the back, back behind or through the windows. And you see them walking past the barbershop and everything over there. So unless they somehow filmed that and then projected it behind them, which is a possibility. And I couldn't tell you for sure. I should ask Bruce Wilson this. But they may have actually filmed this on location at the 40 acres lot. Or they did what I said, and they're filming it. They're they're projecting the people on the street walking around behind them. Now, that is a possibility. I didn't watch it close enough to make sure the same person didn't walk by more than one time. Hmm. Check that out as you're watching the episode. See if you can spot people walking around behind Andy and Barney over at the funeral parlor. And the barbershop, which is right behind them over there, behind Bobby Fleet's uh, bus, their big car. Okay. All right. So as I was telling you, uh, Bobby Fleet, is uh, he's in here. He's played by actor Henry Slate. Uh, and in subsequent episodes, another actor would appear, 
Other actors would appear to take over this role. Uh, but there's also Bobby Fleet with his family. And this is, uh, and there's Freddie Fleet. So this, I always thought they might be brothers. But anyway, uh, so he, uh, Mr. Slate appeared in TV series Adventures in Paradise from 1961 to uh, 1960 to 61. And the name of his char- character was Bulldog Lovely. Bulldog Lovey. So that's about all I know about him, but I thought I would definitely share that information with you. Uh, so he does some things during this episode uh, as well that you, you might remember uh, where he talks about, uh, I think I have this in here as well. Uh, Bobby Fleet claims that there's an inscription on the back of Andy's badge that says, if lost, or, if lost please return to Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Remember that, and he kept making fun of Andy throughout the the episode, and saying you know that uh, he called him Hiram, and uh, I think he had one other nickname for him as he was going through him. Uh, yeah, Charlie. He called him Charlie. He called him Hiram. Uh, you know, and and then this episode, Barney called or Andy called Barney Tiger. By the way, so there was nicknames being used throughout this whole episode. So. Uh, as you watch it, try to think and see what you can find from those things. These are, it's always fun for me to try to catch these little tidbits that you hear uh, as you go through. Uh, so the uh, person I haven't talked about yet was Talbot. So in this episode, we get to meet a character which really never is back on the show. Not really again, but his name is Talbot. And he was played by... Uh, Dub Taylor. So Dub Taylor played Talbot. Now, this is a really a great role. And as I was watching the episode preparing for this, I realized how, how great he did. Uh, he was the postman. If you remember, he was the postman there in Mayberry. And he was over looking at, uh, at the bulletin board while Barney was hanging up uh, posters, right? So he was getting his wanted posters hanging up there. And Talbot was over there kind of lusting after Barney's wanted posters because he wasn't getting many. He wasn't getting many at all. And he wanted Barney to give him some of his. And, Andy, and Barney's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then Andy, of course, stepped in and said, well, you know, you you have higher quality uh, criminals on your wanted board than we do here with our chicken thieves and things, whatnot like that. <laughs> And of course, then Barney tried to make a deal with him to to get the to get him to uh, give him trade bullet trade wanted posters with him. <laughs> but this was a really good character. I kind of wish I, we had seen him more because he and Barney would have had a really cool dynamic because they were arguing with each other. And I thought he did a good job. Now, Dub Taylor he later appeared on episode "The Mountain Wedding" uh, as a preacher who would marry Charlene and Dud. So. While Talbot, the character, never came back, Dub Taylor, who played him, uh, he did come back as that preacher uh, in that episode. And he and he was also, one more time, he reprised the role uh, of the postman in an episode, High Noon in Mayberry. And that was his, that, that was his last appearance on the series was as Ben Beecham in a season eight episode that's called Emmett's Brother-in-Law. But Dub Taylor was on several episodes of the Andy Griffith Show, and but they never used Talbot much, and I wish they had. So he was he did come back uh, in High Noon for Mayberry, High Noon in Mayberry. But 
you know, it was never, never a main character. And I just think they missed out a lot on that. So uh, just little tidbits for you. Jim Lindsay, he bought his new guitar pick in Winston-Salem. Uh, Aunt B's chicken and dumplings are his favorite dish. Evidently, when you, <laughs> I don't know, is he in jail a lot? But his favorite dish was uh, Aunt B's uh, chicken and dumpling. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got... Uh, Bobby calling him that. Let's see. Barney tells Andy that Bobby Fleet is one of those joke crackers because he doesn't like him. He doesn't like he's a joke cracker. That's after they've been in the into the uh, restaurant and he went back outside and we're trying to figure out how to get Bobby Fleet to listen to Jim Lindsay. Uh, Andy sings New River Train with Jim while Jim's in the jail. He sings New River Train with Jim. And Barney joins in on the chorus. This is uh, this is one of the numbers that Rafe Hollister performs on episode number 83. Rafe Hollister sings his new river train. Riding on that new river train. That one. Uh, Barney auditions <laughs> in vain for Bobby Fleet on the harmonica by playing what will become one of his kind of standard harmonica pieces, Jingle Bells, he tries to play. And uh, let's see. Uh, basically, I think I've already hit these others. It's interesting to note that Jim Lindsay gets electric guitar sounds out of his acoustic guitar. So, folks, there's so much information about this episode uh, that's available, that's out there. I hope you enjoy them. I enjoy them. So, hey, let's head over and do some of our trivia. So, if you're ready, get out your pencil and paper, and we'll play some Mayberry trivia. Getting our trivia music ready. So, this is going back to uh, Paul Mulek's Mayberry song quiz that we started last episode. And we're going to go through, I guess, probably all six of these episodes or these questions and knock them off. Okay, question number six. There's 11 total. So we did five, one through five last week. So question number six What songs, what song do Opie and Andy sing as a duet for the Darling family? What song do Opie and Andy sing as a duet for the Darling Family. Okay. Pause if you don't want to know the answer. I'm going to run through them a little bit quicker. So what song does Opie and Andy sing as a duet for the Darling Family? The Andy, the the Andy. The answer is Old Dan Tucker, went to town, Old Dan Tucker. There we go. Number seven, what song do, does the Ladies' Aid Church Committee sing after getting crocked on Colonel Harvey's Indian elixir? <laughs> what song do the Ladies' Auxiliary or Ladies' Aid Church Committee sing after getting gassed uh, on Colonel Harvey's Indian elixir? What song do the ladies sing? <laughs> okay, here's one last read, and I'll give you the answer. What song does, does the Ladies' Aid Church Committee sing after getting crocked in Colonel Harvey's Indian Elixir? Chinatown, Chinatown. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, these make me smile. All right, number eight. What song is playing when Ernest T. Bask asks Romina, Hey, I have this dance. What song is playing when Ernest T. asked Ramona, May I have this dance? Good evening. May I have this dance? What song is playing 
the answer to what song is playing when Ernest T. asked Romina, may I have his dance, is Caroline in the Morning. That's what's playing. Okay, that's what was playing. All right, number nine. We got three more. Number nine. To what song are Barney and Thelma Lou dancing when he loudly tells her, you're the only girl I love? Because he he says it once and he has to repeat it. What song is playing when Barney and Thelma Lou are dancing when he loudly tells her? Because remember, he tells her once and she she goes, what? And then he goes, you're the only girl in the music stops. You're the only girl I love. What music was playing? What music was playing? The answer is when the saints go marching in. You're the only girl I love. What? (laughs) All right, two more. What song does Briscoe Darling sing when he serenades Aunt B outside her window? Oh, I love this one. What song does Briscoe Darling sing when he's serenading Aunt B outside her window? Oh, that's a good one. Do y'all have that one? Yeah, y'all have that one. I thought I might even have it, or I could play it, but I can't put my finger on it. What song was playing when Briscoe Darling was serenading Aunt B outside of her window? I can't find it. Doggone it. I was hoping to play that. The answer? Low and lonely, sad and blue. It's low and lonely. There you go. And our final question, and we want to thank Paul Mulick for these questions. Thank you for sending these in. Number 11, what song causes escaped convict Naomi to lose her composure? <laughs> What song causes escaped convict Naomi to lose her composure? Oh, that's a good one. What song causes her to lose her composure? Ooh, that's a good one. Good one. Bad parts, I know I have some of these and I can't find them. (laughs) So do you know? All right, here's that's our last question. What song causes escaped convict Naomi to lose her composure. Oh. So, guys, the answer is poor butterfly. Poor butterfly. How did you do, guys? How did you do on those questions? Oh. All right. That was, they were a little hard. I think they got harder as we went through them. Uh, they started getting a little bit harder. But uh, all in all, I think they were a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed them. Thanks to Paul Mulick for sending those in. We have more trivia questions uh, that will be coming up like that in the future. So, uh, hey, as long as we're talking about, uh, we were talking about these episodes with Bobby Fleet. If you really enjoy them, there's episode number 170 and episode number uh, 171 of Two Chairs No Waiting is The Fleets Come to Mayberry, parts one and parts two. Definitely something you might want to go listen to because it goes into who's really playing the guitar. Uh, who is, you know, James says it's one person uh, and Earl, 
uh, Earl Hagen says it's a different person. You kind of have to go with probably Earl knew who he hired. Uh, James just thought it was a different person, uh, which not knocking James at all, but that's what, what, uh, that's where it goes through that. Uh, but Bernie Kessel was probably who it was. James thought it was Herb Ellis. And I think he probably thought that because Herb Ellis, uh, was an actor as well. Different, a different Herb Ellis that, uh, appeared in some of these episodes. So I, I, I'm thinking maybe that's where that came from, but go and check out episode number 171 and 170 for more information. If you enjoyed the information about, uh, about what we just went over. All right. So I have just a few little bits more here for us to go over, uh, because Jan was doing this with me the other night and I thought it was kind of fun. And so I wanted you guys to have a chance of uh, trying to see if you know the answer. So she, is, if you order from Weaver's department store, Miss Weaver usually writes a, uh, a note or a quote or something to you. And so she's always looking for quotes and putting them together. And so we ran into a few. What? Oh, okay. I know what you're doing. And we ran into a few. So Miss Weaver has now come in here and bothered me as I'm doing my live podcast. So, so anyway, so she came in and was asking me, hey, who said this? Because she had written down some of these quotes, and I didn't know some of these. So I'm hoping some of you do. I'm going to give you some that I don't know and give you some that I do. Here's one she gave me. Here's a quote from the Andy Griffith Show that she gave me, and she, she does not know who they are from. So we're trying to figure out who it might be uh, that said this. So this one is, I'm going to put my square wheels I'm going to put on my square wheels so things don't get going so fast. To give you some backstory, I was watching, as I was watching episodes, I write down quotes that I like. And apparently I've written down some quotes and I didn't wrote down, I didn't write down who said the who quote. Who said it? That's right. She, she was asking me and so, we were trying to figure it out. And I don't know that one. It's got, it's, I'm going to put on my square wheels so things don't get going so fast. Now, do you know who said that, or did or did we just dream up that quote? Because I, I know didn't that dream one. it up. I just <laughs> I didn't dream it up. So anyway, anyway, I didn't know the answer. Email me or email no, Alan if you know who yeah, said it. Uh, yeah, because so I didn't dream it up. There's folks in our chat room; they might be able to answer yeah. right now. But if you know, yes, uh, put a note uh, in the comments. On the Two Chairs website. Just go there and, and do that. Or you can send me an email at floyd at imayberry.com and let us know who said that quote if you know it. Here's some more. Here's another one. And I know this one. This one, y'all know y'all have heard it. This is one. Yeah, this one. I just don't know who said it. All right. It's not a whim anymore if you put on clean underwear. Who says that? Because I couldn't answer that one either. I thought it was a good one. Uh, who said that? No, Fred Flintstone is not the correct answer for the square wheels. That's a good guess. But we don't think it's from the Flintstones, folks in our chat room. Uh, actually, Gomer in our chat room was thinking that. So I'm trying to watch the chat room. They might actually know I this. was thinking the clean underwear quote came from uh, Andy or Opie, but... It's not a whim anymore if you put on clean underwear. Positive. Yeah, we don't know who said that. All right, so if you know it, people are saying it's Barney that said that. But uh, Okay. But we'll see. We want to we want to get confirmation. If you know, uh, and you can kind of tell us which episode it was or what they were, what was happening at those times. Like if you're talking about the square wheels, so things don't go fast. Kind of give us an episode because I want we, I, you know, I got to confirm. Uh, not that I don't trust you. Yep. 
All right, so here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking. I, oh, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to the sheriff. Stay out of this. I know who it was. I thought it was Briscoe. Nope, it's Ben Weaver. It's oh, Ben Weaver. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, okay. I, she asked okay. me that the other yeah, day, and I yeah, could yeah, not yeah. think of it. it but when I did it right then, I knew. It's that's Ben, ben Weaver. Weaver said that, right? It is Ben Weaver. Yeah. Um, you, okay. You guys, is that right? I think that's Ben Weaver when uh, uh, when when Bert Miller is is <laughs> putting his store together, yeah. and he's in there. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the sheriff. You stay out of this. Yep. Think, I'm pretty yep. sure that's Ben yep. Weaver. It's Ben Weaver. You're okay. Right. Uh, next one is... We were just born in the wrong century. I don't know who said that one. I don't got it. Yeah, pe- people are saying that's Ben for sure. Okay. So okay, so that one's Ben. About what's the one? We were just born in the wrong century. Oh, and the last one I know that was Andy. I, I found I saw that the other day. After don't tell I, him the answer. I hadn't asked the question. Okay. Well, I was telling you I solved <laughs> it. You didn't need to read it. All right. We just we're just born in the wrong century. I don't know what that one is. I'm a Folks are trained noticers here in our chat room, uh, so they're looking it up. All right, so I don't know that one. We were just born in the wrong century. All right, and here's the one. Here's the next one. So if you know any of these that were given, uh, we got the Ben Weaver one. I've got that one. Uh, send them to us. So here's another one. So I never run into a fish I care to converse with. That was Andy. I confirmed it the other I told I just You didn't told give you. them chance to try to answer. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we have an amateur host helping me. <laughs> she didn't even give you a chance. Well, sorry. I'm it's sorry. not a trivia contest. It, yeah, but it's fun to try to get it right. Well, I never run into a fish I cared to converse with. So when, where is that from then? It's from the hobo episode. Okay. I, I, I thought it was when from the Andy hobo, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yes. That's the one I would have guessed yes. that one was from. So Andy says that one. When okay. Andy and Opie are fishing, yes. Okay, good, At good. At the beginning of the episode. All right. So those are some of the things we were trying to... We're trying to figure some of these out. And some of them we, we kind of did pick out uh, and figured out who said it uh, as well. Uh, like, uh, I-, I figured that one out a minute ago. Uh, this one is, somebody else said, how are you, right? Is that what happens there? How are you? Fine, just fine. It's the two sisters, right? Is that what it is? When I don't know. It's uh, how are you? Fine, just fine. I don't know. It, I don't know what that one's from. Do y'all I know? I thought it was when they were on the phone talking. It could I, Maybe, folks. Do y'all know? Maybe. Do not. you know? Yeah, it could be that. I was. It could Maybe be that, not. or could be Lydia Crossway. I mean, I don't know. Fine. I was thinking it fine. was when. Um, fine, fine. Oh, just fine. God. I don't know. So these are tough. So uh, these these are little when things Mr. like that. Was trying to talk on the phone and couldn't and get it, in. Okay, it could I was, be. That's there. what I was thinking when he was trying it to could talk be. to him. Okay, so what do y'all, you, if you guys know the answers and these quotes, uh, we want to get the quotes right, and we like to say who they're from, so it's kind of fun uh, for us to do well, I this. I normally don't say who said the quote when but I'm we want writing to know. a thing, but yeah, I still want to know who said and it. And we want to know we got yeah. it right. But yeah, I, I normally don't put on there when I write a quote down. I normally don't say Barney said it or whatever. Quote yeah, Barney, so like, yeah, like this is I a good one. Know. I'm not going to tell you who said it. You'll know. You figure it out here. Uh, you don't get a real pucka 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 from no distributor cap. So who said that? That would be a good one for you. So those are the kind of those are we know, know who said one. that yeah, one. Yeah, we know yeah. who said that one. But that was a good. One. We don't get a real. You don't get a real pucka 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 from no distributor cap. So 
Yeah, that's pretty good. How'd you know what was wrong? From the sound. <laughs> it's the same guy. You got yourself a clogged fuel line. So, yeah, it wasn't Goober. It was Wally. It was Wally that said that. You got yourself a clogged fuel line. Yeah, so a real pucka 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 from no distributor cap. So, yeah, everybody in the chat room were guessing Goober. Uh, but, yeah, nope, it, was but it was Wally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did, uh, didn't you get a... Liz Chuck cha chuck a then she dies a yeah then she dies yeah uh-huh yep got yourself clog fuel line <laughs> so that's all wally those are all wally so folks if you enjoy these trying to get these uh, these are kind of trivia not quite we could do some some stuff like this too because the quotes are a lot of fun so uh, let us know if you do know the answers uh for these uh Oh, they're saying it was Goober, not Wally. So they're what? they're arguing in the chat room. I think that was Wally. Pucka 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 like an old Banny Rooster. Yeah. Mm, so okay. I didn't. This is all on Miss Weaver, not me. I didn't I'll, do these. These I'll are fun. Look, I'll but wait. I think the quotes I'll are really wait. fun. Yeah. So these are a lot of fun. There's even she's got quotes by different people. I'm There's pretty sure that was stuff Wally. By, you know, I'm 99 percent so. sure that was Wally. All right. Well, we have gone way long. So guys, I hope you have enjoyed the podcast tonight. I hope you enjoyed all this stuff. I want to thank uh, Miss Weaver for dropping by and uh, giving you the answers before I could get you a chance to <laughs> to guess. <laughs> But no, I do. It's fun to have her on here. And she did come up with these lists. She has a big list because, uh, you know, she enjoys uh, interacting with all you guys when you order from Weaver. So give her a give her a big thank you there as well. And uh, <laughs> she has on she put on her noise canceling headphones and is walking around behind me. If you're watching the video version, you'll see that that means I'm supposed to be quiet. So, folks, it is great to have you here with me. I would love to hear from you. You can give me a call at 888-684-8415. You can email me at floyd at imayberry.com. I would love to hear from you. And uh, it is always great just spending time with you. And it's fun to hear back. So, I'd like to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast tonight. It's a longer version. We've been talking longer than uh, usual. But, hey. You can always split it up over a couple days and enjoy yourself. So, folks, until next time, we'll see you right back here on Two Chairs No Waiting. And hopefully, Miss Weaver, she'll join us again. This is good. I like her dropping in. That's good. Folks, until next time, have a great Mayberry week, and we'll see you here on Two Chairs. Good night, everybody.